welcome to another episode of Booksmitten. We're here, we are so happy you're with us, and we are hopeful for a new year of creating books. Although today, the theme of our podcast is going to be a reflection of the old year and everything that we've learned so far together on this journey. I am Heather Shoemaker, and with me today is Jack Cheng, Kelly J. Baptist, and Patrick Flory Scott. Welcome, everybody. Hey, hey it's great to see you guys. Hey, guys. <laughs> hey, everyone. So to start us off, we've been um, at this for a while, the Picture Book Challenge, and we hope all you listeners have been maybe creating your own or thinking about creating your own picture book as well. With all the guests that we've had and all the chapters we've gone through trying to figure out how to puzzle out just what goes into a picture book, uh, I just wanted to ask people, what what bits of wisdom have really floated to the top for you? What what has really resonated with you this year that you've learned on this journey? That's good. Um, yeah, we had some really good speakers that I'm thinking about it and, and we came up with some really good things ourselves. I think the persistence aspect of it is what has stood out to me. It is a journey and in most cases it's not a sprint. So to be able to <laughs> pace ourselves and have endurance through each leg of the process from idea to actually drafting to revision um, to being finished with something submission just having patience and persistence in the journey I think has kind of stood out to me especially when trying something new which is this whole picture book challenge you know to be able to stay with it um, even though it's a different kind of realm for us I think for me there's been this recurring theme of writing from the heart and we've had guests on who have given us a lot of like you know very specific kind of like technical writing advice um but they're i feel like every time they're at the end of the day they're, they're like you know you have to you have to like feel it here yeah. it has to be personal um and that's something that stays with me mm-hmm. yeah related to that very closely i think um, when the question came up about what bits of wisdom inspired us, I, I thought of Darnell Johnson, illustrator of our very own Kelly's uh, Electric Sliding Cut. Um, just his talk about being clear about what your values are and then working on projects that reflect your values and not working on things that don't reflect your values. But mostly I think I see that as a point of inspiration. Um, what are the things that are most important to me? And that's where I'm going to find my inspiration for writing picture books or writing anything. Um, so that is something I'm trying to carry uh, for me because I, I think it's energizing to think about what I can do that's a reflection of the, the person that I want to be. So, yeah, well, f- For me, I have a technical part, but also a, a general inspiration. Um, the technical part was from the book itself, the one we're following by Anne Whitford Paul writing picture books. And it was about everything that has to be packed into that opening. The, um, she calls it the six W's. Who, when, what, where, wow. All these, all these things about setting and introducing your main character coming on the stage first and, and just really working that first line and first, first page of your book. And I had not... Um, considered all that and now every single picture book I look at I'm like have we got the six W's whether it's already published yeah. or not you know is this is this where it is at the level where it could be 
Um, and since we proposed this picture book challenge to ourselves, it's been really inspiring to me to watch you all create your books along with me because I feel as if it's a bit of a struggle for a novelist to try to turn into a picture yes. book writer. <laughs> and I can feel the struggle in myself, but I can kind of, I, I, I take some comfort when I watch the struggle happening with everybody as it feels like, okay, this is hard stuff. And it's okay mm -hmm. that it feels hard and that it's not completely natural and it takes a lot of hard work. Um, and we've all got books in various stages of that development. But this is... Um, this is something new, and it's really cool that we're trying something new. And it might stick, it might not. We might all turn into, you know, poets that just write very, very short little pieces. <laughs> or we might start writing epic novels and, <laughs> and run the other direction. Um, but that leads to another question for us to reflect on, is now that we've, we haven't finished our picture book challenge, we're just at the year-end moment of reflection. But with all that we've learned and, and some of the detail that we've learned, whether it's about rhyme or whether it's about the strong openings, there's so much that goes into a picture book. So knowing this, knowing this level of detail, do you feel more excited about writing picture books, knowing everything that's involved and everything we have to think about? Or are you kind of uh, less interested now that we know it's involved? I'm definitely always interested and will always be interested, I think. But it, I, I was thinking about the difference between writing a novel and writing a picture book. And of course, there are a million differences. But one that I was thinking of was how long you can go writing a novel and a draft of a novel without finding that point, that thing, that stumbling block, that plot point, that character arc moment. Um, and all that time where you're not aware of it and you're not finding it, you're positively writing. You're getting a lot done. Um, and uh, somehow you get so much done that you can't stop when that stumbling block presents itself and you work to get yourself over it. So writing a draft of a picture book is much faster. Mm -hmm. And you also get to that stumbling block thing, that that mountain that you have to uh, decide if you want to climb or not, you get to that much quicker too. Yeah. So it's kind of um, easier to write that draft, but harder in that you're faced with that, with that big decision you have to make or that big amount of work you have to do, creative work you have to do to figure out how to get along, get around the so issue. So do you think, Patrick, so, that it's easier to abandon a picture book draft than it is a novel draft? I, yeah, it's like, I, I think it can just happen faster because because you get to that you get to that crux moment so much faster. Whereas with a with a with a novel, you can kind of naively mm. <laughs> hang on to the inspiration of the thing and bumble around and experiment and all that um, for for a lot longer. And then your investment becomes so strong yeah. in it that it's harder to let go. So. Um, God bless the the successful picture book yeah. <laughs> writers for hanging in yeah, there. Yeah, I do have quite a few picture book corpses in my folders. <laughs> They're kind of half right. created, and then they sit there going, ah. Yeah. Exactly. yeah. But I don't have any novels that are doing that. I mean, if they're not published uh, yet, they're just mm. being worked on still actively. Yeah. I do not mm, abandon yeah. the novel. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. 
Maybe it's the time, the investment, as Patrick said, that you put into it. I want to start seeing them as the same, though, like the, the same weight. The process is different, but I want to start seeing it as the same weight um, mm -hmm. and putting the same amount. The time is going to be different, obviously, but to not be quick to abandon either one if it is the story of my heart. So yeah. I think I love picture books. They just give me the feels when I see them. And it's something if you love them, you'll know what I mean. Mm -hmm. You know what that feeling is when you walk into that section. And you're just like, I want all of them. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> and then digging down into the why. Like, I'll tell my kids, tell me it's time to go. Grab me. Grab me. Get me out of here. Get me out of here. Because <laughs> it's just such a strong draw and pull. And then I think with this challenge, we're able to kind of explore why that is. Mm -hmm. What are these books doing well? What does that present mm -hmm. for us? Is it the, the proximity to a child and that moment that, that we're clinging to or that is bringing nostalgia? Is it the shortened form? Is it, you know, having to, to get this done quickly? I don't know what it is, but just to view it as the same and to make sure my brain is processing it for what it is, a picture book. Mm -hmm. Instead of a lot of times with our exercises, we've talked about this, we'll think about applying it to a novel <laughs> we're working on. Like, oh yeah, okay, so for my intro, I'm gonna make sure, you know, my first three chapters, whatever it is, and then remember, oh, wait, 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 this is supposed to apply to the picture book. So I wanna make sure I am able to delineate that a little bit better. But definitely I'm on board for more picture books. Excellent. All right, what about you, Chad? I, I think uh, it, there's a similarly double-edged feeling for me in that having this these tools in my toolbox, I know that you know if I encounter an issue or a, a challenge in a certain area, a certain aspect of the picture book, that I it's like I have the language for it, I have the vocabulary for it, I can do all these different things to kind of debug it. On the other hand. Um, ha knowing about all these different aspects of the picture book, there's a greater fear of like, oh, what if I do this one piece wrong? What if I do that piece wrong? And so, mm -hmm. so that creates a little bit more of a hesitation to, to like, you know, further, um, maybe maybe to like start or to proceed. And and I think that's true of any kind of creative act, right? And that like when you first tackle it and you don't know anything that naivety is like a blessing yes. mm -hmm. uh, in disguise mm -hmm. yeah. and that yeah. you, you you're yeah you, you don't have these fears and anxieties come up um as you're writing you're just like you know you're you're just yeah doing the best that you can and then afterwards you're like okay how do i make this better and so i think it's the challenge of anything to to really get back to that beginner's mind of yeah of when you're able to just say, okay, I'm just going to go with this and not, uh, not check myself until it's time to actually do that. I think you can do both. I remember when we were talking about revision, uh, there's a quote that I love that souls write books, minds revi revise them. So if you are starting, Jack, you talked about the heart. And if you're starting the story idea with the heart, then that's your soul speaking. And you can still let that beginning, that, that burst of the beginningness of the soul come out. But then the mind has to go back in and say, okay, did I do this? Did I do yeah. that? Can I make it better? Yeah. Do you recommend that, I don't know if you said this, simultaneously? Or do you feel like it has to occur one after the other? Because how can you 
okay, this is my heart is saying it, but I got to fix this. Um, or go through the whole thing as heart and then go back as mind. And I feel like that's, that's what, what I, I do. do. I, I guess that's why I'm I asking. I put my heart like, out, whole thing. Heart, heart yeah. out on the page <laughs> and I don't edit the heart. I just let it come out, even mm -hmm. if it's kind of mushy or whatever it's doing. Yeah. And then I go back yeah. and say, okay, what's the impact on the reader? How can this be better? Yeah. I can't do both at yeah, once. Okay. It's accessing a different part of your consciousness, yeah. I guess. But maybe with practice, I think there's it something, comes. Yeah, you I know. mean, yeah, I think I think it's a really uh, it's a real skill to be able to kind of like shift gears on that, right? Because I know like a lot of um, you know a lot of writers, uh, at least like novelists, when we're working on a draft of something you know, and we start for the day, we might like read over what we wrote the day before, mm -hmm. right? And then as we're reading over it over, there's like a little bit of like, I'm tightening lines here and yes. there, tweaking. Yeah. But then there's also, it's like, I'm getting back into that hard, uh, yeah. that world. And as I do that, it's sparking new ideas and it's it, it's sending the story in different directions. So, so to be able to like navigate that, yeah, that's a, that's a skill. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I was thinking too, like with revision, all those things are being sparked and there's new places that revision is going to take you and that's all hard. But also if you know where it's going and you know where you want it to be, the act of revision is, can be seen as the, the act of getting yourself closer to that heart, mm -hmm. um, closer to communicating um, what your heart was doing when you were writing that messy. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that messy draft so yeah and i think one thing so yeah they are with picture books it gives me heart that there's you can rewrite the whole thing so quickly that there's more license yeah. uh freedom to be completely creative because if you were to rewrite your entire 300 page novel in a different voice or in a different um point of view or something that would be a lot of work could of course it can mm -hmm. be done but you could do that complete change quite quickly with the picture book text and so in some ways yeah. that's liberating and yeah for sure so yeah. kelly you had some questions for the group too yeah and, and looking over the year i'm curious to know what brought us joy in the process of writing either this picture book or just writing in general what are some of the things that brought us joy over the years because i i think we can definitely dive into the challenges uh we have our whole episode about time and how whew, you got to squeeze it and make deals with it and steal it and, and things like that um to accomplish what we're trying to do but where were the moments where you just felt joy and happiness in in what you were doing i guess that's that's what i posed to the group for me, I think it's definitely um, being able to see y'all's faces and be, be a oh, part of this likewise. together. Um, I yes. think I've been thinking a lot about immersion when it comes to like uh, to novels. Um, and you know, w we talk about how you have to. It's like you have to read a lot, right? It, like in order to to write, and because part of what reading does is it sort of gets you. You know, thinking about fiction, it it gets you, um, you know, familiar with story and uh, sentences and syntax structure, all those things on a very like, you know, deeply, uh, almost like unconscious level. And um, similar to how I think 
uh, you know, people talk about that. You, it's like you are the combination of like your five best friends or the five people you spend the most time with. Um, <laughs> Never heard that. I think, like, yeah, it's uh, I, I think it's similar with like our writing projects, whether it's a picture book, whether it's a novel in that it's like if you're not reading a lot of picture books, if you're not seeing the world through the eyes of, of kids who are that age, um, if you're not swimming in that, then like it's hard to actually, you know, sit down and write write a picture book. And so, yeah, so so I think that's something that like I I think I've maybe like struggled with this year. Um, in that like like having that constant immersion, you know, because I'm not like I don't work in a school, I don't have regular contact with young kids. Um, I think like this podcast is probably the only regular, you know, way that I'm in touch with picture books. And so, so yeah, so it, it both like brings me a lot of joy to actually, you know, be able to be a part of this. And it also makes me think that, oh yeah, I, I would be writing more picture books if I was more swimming in all of that. So I think for the new year, Jack is going to get a volunteer gig at a local kindergarten, you know, I mean, it's the kind of thing that you can totally do is is yeah. immerse yourself but I, maybe you're also saying that we are childlike ourselves so that we give you that <laughs> experience <laughs> yep. yeah that's good and to your point jack i agree that being able to get on this and see you guys in dialogue has brought me joy as well i've never really had this intimate of a um writer group you know to, to share things with and run things by and just kind of hear other people's stories. So that has brought me joy. Um, the reading of more picture books. Mm-hmm. I think uh, Jacqueline Woodson's picture book, which inspired what I'm working on for our challenge, The World Belonged to Us is the book. Um, that book brought me joy. Mm-hmm. Like if I saw it not in the place where I put it on the bookshelf, I would be like, where's my book? Where's my book? It goes right mm-hmm. here. Um, so just the little things like that, uh, being able to, to do school visits, because I think you're right. It helps to immerse and kind of be recharged by that. Those are some of the, the things that have brought me writing joy. Mm. Those moments where, where we connect here or um, I got to have a one-on-one with mm. Shetta Krum. That's mm. one of that our brought episodes. me joy too, Patrick. And, um, <laughs> yeah, it was so much fun. And uh, we're, we're in a critique group too that I haven't um, been to recently because of college. Um, so I'm in grad school. So the critique group is just phenomenal. People bringing in picture books and and I get to see that inspiration, but also some pros in there who who it is their life to make discoveries, to be curious and to make discoveries. And they do not stop. And that's where their picture books come from. Mm-hmm. Um, and then being in graduate school, I'm with uh, my cohort is just a, a few 20 and 30 somethings so i have them by 20 and 30 (laughs) years but the writing talent like i'm at a school eastern that's not known for kicking out writers no one would think oh that's one of the top writing schools and i'm completely humbled in the presence of my classmates writing the creativity is just through the roof and every time um they share a piece of writing it uh, it brings me joy to to just see people in kind of the 
a, a prime of their life or approaching a prime of their life when they're just writing kind of joyfully and recklessly and beautifully and uh and that's brought me a lot of joy the work in uh college and the multiple graduate assistantships and ta ships and stuff has not brought me <laughs> a lot of joy um just because of the stress of it although there are moments in there that happen great i'm i work in the writing center consulting with some students and and there are moments in that in their writing where I where they just reveal who they are and their souls and, and who they want to be when they grow up. And um, so so there have been a lot of those writing moments for me this year, um, a year in which pretty early on, um, maybe halfway through the year, I finished my novel that'll come out in April. So there hasn't been a lot of work with that or but but all these other kind of writing joy things have come in to, to kind of take the place of my novel writing. Well, on that note, my, my biggest joy is I have finished my next uh, manuscript for middle grade. And I, I, wrote, I wrote nearly all of it this Celebration. year. Um, <laughs> and I've just got to the point where I think, okay, it's ready to go out to test readers. And for me, the act of creating the story is pure joy whenever I get to work on that. And the act of revision is actually, I don't know, some days I don't know which one I love best. I love... I love polishing as well as the creation. But this moment right now where you've actually come to the end and um, ready to share it with children. So this morning I got another family with a, I think a seven-year-old who said, yes, I'll love to read your book as a test reader. And it's that moment. It's a lot of trepidation, but it's also joyful to realize that the that a child, um, that many children are about to experience the story that I've been cooking up in my heart. And um, I don't know if I'll be joyful when I hear their comments, <laughs> their very <laughs> honest comments. But at this moment, I feel like, yes, it's finished and I'm ready to share it with the first children of the world. And this is all, of course, before it goes out more officially. But that gives me a lot of joy. And the other part of, I think, creating a, a book is the surprises. You know, like the mm-hmm. character, I knew my main character, but then there was a sidekick character who ended up turning out to be a poet and I thought I don't write poetry who is this side character completely um, surprised me that this is who this this new character was and I had great fun with that throughout the book so I, I don't know where our creative brains where they come out with stuff but I love the surprises that happen as we create and of course I have to echo another deep joy that you all have mentioned is just being in the company of other creatives and being being with you all is is a great joy. Can I ask a question about your process of sharing with oh, sure. kids your work? What is a what is a surprising or interesting comment that you've gotten back on one of your other projects that really sticks out or that is memorable? If there they is usually one. change my climax, the kids do. Mm. Um, I almost always am a little bit off with what I think the climax is. And they'll say, no, this is what's important. It's like the child heart telling me, you got it right almost, but this is really what it should be. Um, So I often have changed. Mm. I think I've changed my climax for the last two novels based on child comments. Um, Maybe it'll happen again. That is neat. Um, Often it's, you know how you get to the end of a novel and not everything is wrapped up right? It's not quite satisfying. Or maybe they wrap up something in a way that's just not right for that character. And you think, oh, so close, not quite. That's what the kids do for me is they tell me what 
doesn't quite work at the end. I've presented a story and these characters and they say, well, she wouldn't do that. I'm like, oh, they know my character better than I did. And <laughs> she would go off this way or this is what should happen. Or I don't care about this, but what I want to know is what happened to the dog. Or, you know, they get me right back onto what really matters in my resolution of the ending chapters. Very cool. That's awesome. Do you have go-to Thanks. kids? <laughs> that, that is so you? funny, <laughs> Kelly, because... Or do you spread it around? Like, do you have kids with, hey, it's that time again. Here's my well, manuscript. Okay, so I just thinking about this, how I am outgrowing my kids, because my kids, my oh. own children are now sophomores, one sophomore in college and one sophomore in high school. So the kids that I used to know as the right age for reading these books... I just knew a ton of them, right? And my kids were spaced yeah. out enough that when one got a little too old, the other one was handy. Um, but now they're, the people they know are teenagers and young 20-year-olds. Sure. And so I have to cultivate my new batch. Luckily, one of my um, regular reading families had an extra kid at the end. You're like, yay, good, okay. <laughs> Bonus baby. <laughs> no, but I, I have to be a little bit like what Jack was saying. I have to be a little more strategic now about... Um, inserting myself into the world for the age group that I'm writing because they no longer live in my house anymore. Right, 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 right. Yeah, yeah. It happens. It happens. It happens. <laughs> it's going to be fast for us, Patrick, Bro. before we know yeah. it. Like, I yeah. know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I had, I think, one more. What are our picture book goals moving forward? So I know we've got the one we've been working on. But I'm just going to project and say we finish, we polish. Um, editors love it. It goes out. It's going to get published. Hooray for a book smitten. <laughs> what, are our, what are our picture book goals after that? Like, would you sincerely continue and try another idea for publication? Um, would you use it as a practice just to kind of go through these techniques on a smaller scale? Or like, are you done? Let's be honest. <laughs> Which All right, one? yeah, this follows up. Are picture books for you? Um, Are picture books for mm-hmm. you, in essence? Yeah, that's the question. I honestly don't know. I feel the more I learn about it and hear from picture book writers who who love it and that they gravitate towards picture books as their main medium for expression, um, I'm not sure I'm one of those. I, I might be one of the people who does a little bit at this age and a little bit at that age, but... I, I, I'm not a picture book convert. I still feel like my soul is a novelist, particularly mm-hmm. middle grade novelist. But I love the challenge. And some of these, I, I mentioned my picture book corpses who are sitting in my files. I feel like I could go back to some of those ideas and look at the heart of them again. And now I've got some new techniques that might energize them. So I would love to add picture books and I'm not quite sure how the relationship will go between picture books and me. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, I, I feel very much the same way. Um, I, and I think for me, it also really depends on like the project or the idea that I'm, I'm more like kind of like medium agnostic. <laughs> and, um, and yeah, it's, it's like, you know, I'll, I'll have like novels, novel ideas and picture book ideas and ideas for things that aren't, e- aren't even books. Um, but, but I do think that like, you know, that at least like from the perspective of right now and thinking about that immersion thing we were talking about is that like, yeah, unless I'm, um, 
in an environment where I'm interacting a lot uh, regularly with kids of you know that age, then yeah, I think it, it'll be hard for me to be thinking constantly about picture books the way I need to in order to to really like write them. I think. Mm-hmm. I don't have plans, <laughs> um, but I, I can't. I can't. I kind of can't imagine never uh, immersing myself into that into the world of picture books. I just can't. I don't know. I can't think specifically about it. Um, I still really love the idea that I was working on that um, uh, discovered that it might actually be a graphic novel. But um, yeah, I just. I just don't have plans. I'm, it may be just the space that I'm in personally, but um, I do. I think the challenge of it, and and maybe this idea of oh, my next project is a uh, is a novel, it, it it just makes you realize the amount of work and the amount of creativity mm-hmm. and the amount of finesse and all these different things that it takes to write a great picture book. When you when I say I think I'm more of a novelist, it's this recognition that that because I love picture books, it's a recognition of the work that's being done out there by great picture book writers is amazing. Um, Not to keep anyone else who's out there listening right now from trying, you go, Mm -hmm. you write, (laughs) you do it. That's how you learn a lot of things by by trying and, and seeing what works. I think middle grade novelists at heart, like you, Heather, um, I do enjoy picture books. I think the only way it would work out for me, and it is something I want to keep doing, um, is if I can do them in a way that I'm saying more with less. Like, I do not want to write lengthy, wordy <laughs> picture books. I want to practice <laughs> brevity. <laughs> yeah. So I, I think if I were to continue, those are the kind of books I would read to kind of get a, a better feel for how you do that. How do you make every word count? Mm-hmm. Um, and be impactful and it doesn't have to be long. So not letting those two worlds mesh into each other, but like, okay, so this is a picture book. We're going to use uh, less words for sure. I, sh- I shared that with you guys, the reading of, because you have to read it to little kids who are bouncing all over the place. And then you start to realize how long your book was. And so I would yeah. want to go the exact opposite. If I want to write long, do a novel, yeah. not doing it in a picture book. Yeah, I love that. I- there, there's something interesting to me about like treating it as a hobby um, mm. and like to not not put all this pressure on the it pressure. and say, oh, you know, it has to be like mm-hmm. I'm, I'm a writer that does picture books in middle grade and YA um, and more treating it as a hobby. It's like, yeah, there's, you know, lower some of the stakes around it and mm-hmm. yeah. uh, see it as just something that, you, you know, you want to be doing because you're enjoying it. Mm-hmm. Uh, not because you know you're trying to meet sort of certain expectations that you might have of yourself or, um, or the marketplace or the marketplace. The market, that's yeah. a big one. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And like honestly, I, I've like Kelly, you're talking about brevity just now, and I've noticed that even as I'm working on my current middle grade right now, that like some of that is seeping in. That yep. like as I'm like yeah, as I'm reading over what I wrote the day before, I'm like very mindful of. Um, keeping things concise, concentration, and the, the, the concentration. Yeah, yeah. I find inspiration yeah. from um, Kate DiCamillo when you read one of her books, like um, Rami Nightingale. The amount of 
concentration, like orange juice concentrated. It's she can say so much in say three lines, and mm-hmm. I would probably yeah. take several pages to capture what's there. <laughs> and she's writing a novel too, but that kind of tightness and concentration in every line, full of power, I think is exactly what we need to channel for the picture books. But of course, also in yes. our novels, yeah. I don't think, Kelly, that I'll ever abandon writing picture books. I've been writing them since I was in elementary school, you know, and stapling the corners and making picture books. And I've basically (laughs) been doing that same level of picture book writing ever since, with maybe without the stapler. Um, But I think this whole challenge has made me realize the hard work that I want to put into expressing my ideas in my heart right now is in novels. And I realize it's that same level of hard work that would need to go in the picture books. Now I feel as if if I want to turn to a picture book project, I know what's involved. I have more tools to work with, uh, but it feels like it's a side burner right now. And But I don't think mm-hmm. I'll ever abandon them because I kept come up with an idea and I'll try one. And maybe some t- someday I'll polish them up more. And maybe it's this one. Maybe it's another one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's good. All right. Have we reflected over the year? <laughs> I think we have. We, we've kind of covered past, present, and a little bit of future. So um, I think it's been, it's been a, a joy just to go through that process and, and to take the time to reflect. Life is busy. You guys can tune into that episode for a reminder. <laughs> but life is busy and taking these moments to really, um, like driving, look in your, your rear view. You're not staring there the whole time, but just to glance Hmm, from time to time to give yourself grounding and that that shapes what's in front of you in your, what you're seeing through your windshield. So I feel like we've done a good job of that today. Yeah. Yeah. Take a moment to just thank the people who tuned in this year. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. uh, Wish you a happy winter break here and a wonderful new year. And uh, we'll we'll definitely uh, look forward to catching back up with you guys. And we'll we'll probably have uh, a few more episodes to go before we uh, break for the season. Mm-hmm. Um, we've got a few more chapters of writing picture books to cover, and then, yeah, who knows? We might have another, some more thoughts after after we complete the rest of the, the season. That's but um, yeah, thank you all so much for tuning in. You're listening to Booksmitten. And this podcast is brought to you by the four of us. Uh, I'm Jack Chang with Kelly J. Baptist, Heather Shoemaker, Patrick Floor Scott. The music for our podcast is by Duck Duck Chicken. Uh, this episode uh, is edited by me, Jack. And uh, you can find us online at booksmitten.us and also in your favorite podcast player. So if you heard about this from a friend, Uh, You can go look us up and subscribe and give us a rating. We really appreciate that. Um, We're on the social media. We're on X at BooksmittenPod. We've also been using the hashtag BooksmittenChallenge this season to tag our episodes and discussions. And if you have any questions, comments, you can always reach us at hello at Booksmitten.us. So uh, once again, this is your Booksmitten crew saying... Happy New Year, and we will see you all on the Picture Book Bookshelf in 2024. All right, 24. Bye. 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 Bye.